thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. Hi, Megan. Hi, Allison. Hi. <laughs> it's a bittersweet day. It is. It's bittersweet. It is. Yeah. It is. But before we get into the bittersweet, let's talk about what's happening today. Um, today is, what is today? Tuesday, April, April 18th. 18th Which is a month in Bang Bangtan time. It really is. <laughs> Any day is a month yeah. in Bangtan time. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So before we start with our very sweet, very poignant tribute to our sunshine, J-Hope, Boba. let's just talk for a few minutes about what's happened this week. And mind you, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so let's start with what happened maybe a little bit over the weekend. Oh, and it's Tuesday of a comeback week. Like, Yungi's oh. album is dropping for us in North America on, on Thursday night. And yeah. for mm-hmm. the East on Friday. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I'm going to say, I wrote a couple things on the, on the, on our script. But I, I wanted to say two things that happened over the weekend. One is not BTS related, but I just wanted to put it in there. Blackpink played at Coachella mm-hmm. and did live stream it. And it was amazing. I never really sat down and paid attention to Blackpink. I think I knew some of their songs and I had seen, you know, clips of their videos, but I had never spent that much time with them. And I was so impressed. Um, Lisa is my favorite. Lisa is my bias. Okay. Um, She, from what I understand, because again, I am not a fan. I'm not a blink. I am appreciating for right now. Um, she took her song Money um, and added some very well-placed curse words. And it was a sensation. And everyone in the crowd looked like they were having a great time. Everyone on stage looked like they were having a great time. It was fantastic. Um, and what I will say is I did read an article. I want to say it was from BuzzFeed. And part of it was from Rolling Stone that said, as of now, they were the best thing that happened at the weekend of Coachella. So good for them. I'm very excited for them. And then the other Coachella news is BTS related because JK was there, which we had all talked about. Maybe he was going to be there. We were really hoping he was going to get on the stage with somebody. Um, We were thinking maybe Kid Leroy or something like that. He didn't, but he was there in the crowd. And I didn't share any on Instagram or anything like that because it is fan content, right? I'm seeing on TikTok without really without his permission, but he did look like he was having a good time and he was surrounded by good people and army that were there were in like best behavior. They exhibited the best top tier army behavior. So 
that's excellent. We love that for him that he was able to go and enjoy that. And then we know that because he is the golden Mothme, he got on a plane to come home so he could say goodbye to Hobie. So that's what I had so far for the week. Oh, love you, JK. Oh, I'm so glad to hear Army was on good behavior there too. That's wonderful. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah, even with his bangs. <laughs> what did he say? How could you recognize me? I cut my bangs. <laughs> so, like you're the biggest star in the world, but oh, who's that with the short bangs? <laughs> Sorry, JK, we would know. Your bias is having a solo comeback week. How do you feel about this? And how are you still vertical? This is what I want to know. (laughs) I think that there's a a maybe large amount of um, disassociating that's happening of like, I see (laughs) the stuff come up on Instagram. I maybe process it for about five seconds and then I have to like pivot to like, oh, I have to be a functioning adult at a real job. So that just has to go over there so I can be present for my job. It's a lot. And he is very handsome. And this is just kind of creating some some problems for me. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, not only is the music coming out and all the all the talk, you know, variety shows and everything that he's been doing, but he's also been dropping these Marie Claire pictorials and just, it's just been one thing after another. It's been one thing after another. And then you like, just because it's him and you know how layered and how thoughtful he is with everything. Like he's killing himself off. Like he's right. like, embracing like his softer side and is like, no, like death to this, like, anger that I held on to for so long and I'm just like right now I'm full of rage because of things that are happening in my state and I'm like I can't kill off my anger (laughs) I need this rage (laughs) to get me through um but I'm glad that you're in a place Yungi where you can so it's the most amazing thing to watch I mean he is just I I feel like he's becoming a fully realized human at the age of Mm -hmm. 30 or 29 Mm -hmm. I mean he's just it's to see someone who's that aware and who's that mm-hmm. a, a young man who's that interested in healing and letting go of their anger is yeah. is the most beautiful thing. And this is one of the reasons why we find BTS so healing, I think. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And then just like to see him in um like switch out, switch however you say his show, I can't talk today. Oh Shuchita. Uh, um like him interviewing guests and just like seeing him be the thoughtful intelligent person and like pulling these things out of people and like asking them the question at the end like what's your dream I'm like oh okay I love you Mm -hmm. as if you weren't already my bias but I don't know it's just been it's been a lot so I compartmentalize and I disassociate so Yes, I was That's actually how I'm getting through. Right, I was on vacation when Jack in the Box came out. The whole two week like heavy promotion period and the release and everything. So I've never had to actually hold down a job d- during a bias comeback. Right, it's been hard enough. I mean, you know, we're all ultimately OT seven bias, right? It's been hard enough with all the other releases. But if I hadn't been on vacation, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, I mean, we were yeah. just talking um, about like when our D-Day CDs are going to get to our houses and where we ordered them from. And I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, like I get off fairly early on Fridays, like 
I can go to Target and get my copy and then just return the ones that come in the mail so I can listen to it at home. Like before my husband gets home from work and just like blast it in the house and nice. just have a real like CD listening party of my own. I might have to do that on Friday. Or that so. could be your car copy. And then the other ones could yes. be your house copies. You know, your car I deserves mean, a copy. <laughs> I mean, you get double the photo cards. And if the last couple of days of pictures have been any, you know, yeah. right. prediction, there's going to be a lot of knees. So I, there, <laughs> just... there better be his knees. Um, knees. I did order two copies because I wanted both. Like, I was just hoping that whoever was packaging my order at Target was like, oh, we should probably put both options in the cart so we'll see what i get because i will have all of the copies oh good i've heard from army that ordered two copies of jimin's album from target that they gave them two of the same which is so they just don't understand k-pop hello 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 we need more army in the wild yes right right like oh it was so (laughs) <laughs> my husband and I were at Target a couple weeks ago and the TXT album was up like on display and we were asking a question to the guy that worked in the like gaming CD part of the store um something unrelated to the TXT and I was like oh this is the like TXT and how they were related to BTS and Corey, my husband was like, oh, why did they like, why are there multiple colors? And I was like, so that you buy all the, and the guy like totally explained it to him. I didn't have to, he's like, well, this is how, you know, like da, 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 explained K-pop CDs to him. I was like, yeah, you get it. Like That's great that he knew options. that. I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's evil genius. I maintain <laughs> it really is. Evil genius. Yeah. But more photo books is not a bad thing. I have to say. No. It's Yeah. No. More Bring versions. me all the yes. Yoongi photo books, please. Yes. And we won't even so. put Chucky stickers on all of his knees. Oh my god. <laughs> it's cute. It's my favorite so thing best. today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyone who follows us on Instagram and is going to listen to this when it drops will know that Tanya left me unattended on stories today. <laughs> you were unchaperoned. I was unchaperoned on stories today and they got a little wild. I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to say that when things get wild in stories, mm-hmm. it's me, Megan. <laughs> and when things are tame and informational in stories, <laughs> it's Tanya. That's, okay? I'm all, that's how I you know, know who yeah. it is. Because I'll go in there and I'm like, Tanya shares the best information. By the way, here's JK for CK. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. So. And together, it's harmony. It is. <laughs> we balance <but>. each other. <laughs> I love it. It's so, so Tanya, yes. since we're going over what has happened this week, that it's only Tuesday. Oh, God. Yes. Why don't you intro mm-hmm. us on what has happened and why we're here tonight? Yeah, so the other... The two biggest events this week are, of course, uh, Yoongi's album, and then the other one is that J-Hope enlisted and reported for duty. And I watched last night on a lot of the major news networks. I didn't feel bad about it because it wasn't fan-driven. It was major news networks in um, in Korea were there um, streaming uh, and they were they kept a respectful distance and they were just like basically watching the cars go in. And so I sat and watched that for a while. And then finally, this fleet of black 
SUVs that look like the, you know, the idle vans from K-dramas <laughs> that ferry idles around. A fleet of those went in um, and the camera people and everybody got real excited for like five seconds and then it was all over. Uh, but um, it, uh, yeah, anyway, it just, uh, it's a big event. He's the second one, obviously, to go. Um, now we know from today's photos that Jin was there. And so all seven of them were actually together. And when I saw that this morning, I cried. I legit cried, like, tear, real tears. And uh, it was beautiful. And I ha I have to say that I, I know I should save some of this for, the, for our closing comments, but I'll just share since it's on my mind, which is that um, I thought I would be more upset, but it's honestly kind of a relief now. He has to do it. And, and we can't control that and he can't control that. So it's actually kind of a relief that he's there now. And now it's time to just look forward. It's hard to wait, but it, we can look forward to his return. Um, and one thing that helped me about watching the live stream last night, um, not that it's for everybody, but I, uh, I don't know. It just felt so abstract, like that he was just going to disappear for 18 months, but something about just sitting there for an hour, watching the cars go by and looking at the mountains in the video and the trees and the personnel were walking around and it just seemed like a very ordinary place. And it's like, okay, now I can kind of picture a little bit of where he's going to be. And it doesn't feel so awful. Like he's falling into a black hole or something. Yeah. So anyway, it was comforting in, in a way just to see the outside of the place where he's going to be for at least for his basic training. <laughs> yeah, I was. I would just add. I mean, it's in my closing as well, but mm. I would just add that, like, in the last few weeks, the amount of growth I've seen come from Hobie, yeah, um, has been incredible. And that's not to say he was a teenager or he was a young man or anything like that, but he really did practice the most like this is like the best lesson in acceptance mm. and how to really do something gracefully mm. um, because you know there can be a million assumptions made but leaving the life that you know and that you've done for 10 years and having to put all of that on the back you know basically on the back burner put everything on hold I felt like he did it with such grace like I felt mm. like he just really did it um almost like in a leadership capacity. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I, not that I'm not like ever impressed, but it was just so impressive to me that he, it was almost like this look of determination on his face. Like he mm -hmm. really did go from being not, not that he can't do this. Cause I'm a very like happy person, but I always, I also have a serious side, but he just almost was very grounded. This oh, yeah. is what I'm doing. And this is what's happening next. And I'll be back and mm -hmm. I'm coming back, you know? So I don't know. I just feel like we have heard and we don't have to go into this. And if anyone listening wants more information, it's on the internet. You can go look it up because it's not something that I think that we're in a capacity to really discuss on this podcast as we are mm -hmm. white women from the West, but mm -hmm. we've heard about other idols in other places that really fight this that mm -hmm. they fight enlistment and there are consequences to it. And yeah. that's not to say that that's what's happening in this situation or any of the situations with the members. But as someone who knows there's two sides to every story, I just felt like yeah. he put himself out there and he really was grounded in this decision. And he is very much like I have, I am accepting and I'm moving forward. 
and I'll see you on the other side. And that to me was just very impressive. I just was impressed by the whole thing. Yeah, I really, I thought it was amazing when he went live on Friday. Um, so as we're recording this, it's the day or depending on where you are in the world, either the day of or the day after his enlistment. And he appeared the Friday before, just a few days ago on Weaver's Live. And he talked about how even just a couple weeks before he had been feeling, I'm just paraphrasing, I'm not using his words, Some tre- it sounded like he was feeling some trepidation, you know, just some anxiety about it. And uh, and he just told us about how he, to use a phrase that Allison often uses, he reframed it. You know, he was like, he's just going to make the best of it. And he said, you know, I'm going to look at it as an opportunity to live a different life that I wouldn't have gotten to live otherwise, a more kind of, in a way, almost a more ordinary life. Um, And I can only surmise what he meant by that, but I would guess, you know, things like, you know, just, just being an ordinary dude with other ordinary dudes and having a daily schedule and, you know, not traveling all over the world and performing and things like that. So in a way that I could see how that might be a little bit refreshing, even though what he's going to go through is really difficult. Um, and uh, yeah, he just basically found the positive side of it. And uh, yeah, like he said, it just showed so much maturity and growth and he seemed very, to, to to kind of just reiterate what you said, he just seemed so centered. Like he had found his, instead of being kind of fluttery and, and anxious, his he was, like you said, grounded. I felt like his energy was just centered in his gut and he had made the determination that he was ready to go, that he was going to be all right, that he was going to be able to do whatever he needed to do and navigate it and that it was going to be all right. Yeah, I like the way you said that. That was, that was really well described I, I, I thought i felt found it comforting because he just looked good in himself and in his eyes kind of like when we saw Jin in the pictures this morning his eyes look good too like i think they're finding their way through this and and there's probably discovering strengths that they didn't even realize they had even with all of their hard work and experience not to derail the conversation yeah. and Jen looked great in the eyes, but did you see how big his shoulders got? Oh yeah. I know. I know. Somebody yeah. posted, yeah, we're somebody posted that and they were like, what's, what's Hobie going to look like in a few months? Is he going to be all like buff and everything? Oh yeah. Bring it. <laughs> I'll take it. But I was thinking, I was yeah. like, Oh, oh yeah. here we go. I like okay. it. Okay. So, um, Allison, thank you for this, the script. Um, and like Allison put in our show notes tonight that we're kind of going to follow the same format for every member as we go through this because it seems fun and you know we just answer the same questions and it's great so the first question of the night is what is one word that describes j-hope to you and i'll go first i put sunshine and you are our sunshine megan (laughs) we've called we call you that sometimes don't you have friends that call you sunshine too i mean did you tell me that once they just tell me i'm really loud Oh, I interpret that as sunshine. <laughs> I when you sent that to me today in the in the chat, like yeah. the chat that we have together, and I was like, oh, that's like the best compliment. Like I just like that's the best compliment. <laughs> Someone like is like your sunshine, like Hobie. Thank right. you. Aww. And yeah. and as we often say, not like toxic positivity sunshine, like you have to be sunshine all the time, but just you know, you radiate. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, yeah. Allison, say it one more time because I think yeah, I got... please, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Multifaceted. Mm, good one 
I just chose, I couldn't think of anything else. I just chose the word love just because he just always is thinking about other people and um, just showering them with support and love all the time. <laughs> Gosh, I think we've been able to see that, like just watching like Jimin come out and do his album and his support of, you know, just everybody, like how, how he exudes that love for the members. Just precious. Allison, you want to read the stats? Oh, sure. So Hobie was born on February 18th, 1994. He's an Aquarius, if I'm doing my astrological science up correctly. <laughs> um, so Aquariuses are known to be progressive thinkers who can see patterns and things other might not notice. And I just thought that fit him so perfectly when I was I was like of course that's him um I am going to butcher his hometown Guangzhou Guangzhou. yeah Guangzhou Uh um and he has two parents mom and dad and then an older sister um and he enrolled in an MBA program for advertising and, and media and he has a bachelor's in broadcasting and entertainment so just a couple of fun facts about our Hobie. Um, he's part of an underground dance team. And when he was young, I can't remember. I did read when he started dancing. It was someplace in elementary school, maybe fourth, fifth or sixth grade, somewhere in there. Um, but he had won many local dance competitions. Um, his dancing led to auditioning to become an idol and he was the third member to join BTS, according to the website that I found. When he was in elementary school, he dreamed of becoming a professional tennis player. And um, Hope World was inspired by 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and also by J. Cole and Cool World. In 2020, his Myers-Briggs was ESFJ. And then more recently, it's INFJ, which I think is what I am. So that's interesting to me. And that is known as the advocate, and it's the world's rarest type, apparently. So INFJs are decisive, introverted people with strongly held values. They are usually organized and have an uncanny ability to read others. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, this is definitely me. <laughs> that sounds so you. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like me. <laughs> totally you. Yeah. Mine like, is... On a like on a shirt, you like you. Just yeah, totally, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah. Mine is INFP, which I think is the same as Taehyung. And it's like uh, that, that, but not organized, <laughs> not planning, not organized. <laughs> I always forget what mine is, but I, it's what Namjoon is. That's mm. amazing. That's Because I remember when I found out, I was like, oh my God, it's the same as my bias. Like, that's crazy. But yeah, it's, it, we're the same. I can't they, what it is, though. There's that old, have you ever heard that saying, like, your bias is the one who's most like you, like, or that you see yourself in, and then your bias record is like you're somebody that you might see as a partner. Uh -huh. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. I feel like that tracks a little bit. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think it tracks for me with, with Hobie, for sure. Yeah. And obviously, J-Hope is part of the rap line, which I was listening to um, the collab episode that came out yesterday, today, um, that you and Leah did. And we were talking, like, listening to you both talk about how we're all like rap line biases just like made my heart so happy. <laughs> I was we like, yes. Yeah, we were like sitting here thinking, she's like, wait, 
we're all grappling bias. We were talking about Cypher Part 3. I was like, yeah. hey, give me your thoughts on Cypher Part 3. And she was like, well, you know, this, that. And she's like, you know, because I'm rap-line biased and you're rap-line biased. And she's like, wait, we are all rap-line biased. And I was like, well, we're all OT7, of course. Right. But right. if you had to choose. <laughs> I remember yeah, when I we... had to choose. Yeah, exactly. I remember when we recorded one of our very first episodes where we, last year, where we introduced ourselves, we said... We're all rap biased, but don't worry, we're OT7 and we, we love every member. We're going to talk about every member just as much as the other. <laughs> every um, single one. They all have a place in our hearts. That's right. They do. Because I, I just I will always say I'm putting it on a pillow in my house. V in a bathtub. Every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. Rent free. Every, I, I can't. <laughs> I, it's just always there. You need uh, one of those like big blankets from some yes. place. Yes, <laughs> I <feel> like... <laughs> the big picture blanket. Okay, have you seen the? Uh, this there's an Instagram account. It's like literally a guy who just holds up a sign, like a cardboard sign, and oh, like yeah. whatever the thing is. And I just feel like that's me. And it says "V in a bathtub," and I just hold it up like every. <laughs> and we day. all get it. We all get yeah. it. We know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and apparently, Yungi in Augusty's tomb is the other one. <laughs> it's just killing me i can't cope I, yeah no, okay I cope. so let's talk about our personal favorite versions of j-hope and allison why don't you let us know who your personal favorite version is i had a tough time with this um i think it's because like he it, he represents so much of like the warmth and the love for like the group and for bts like he really is the heart of bts in my mind and like how i feel about bts um but my my favorite j-hope is jack in the box like him coming out at Lollapalooza like was a spiritual experience for me like coming up on that stage and just like his hair and his clothes and just at, like i'm still getting goosebumps how long ago was that like that was that's probably my favorite J-Hope is Jack in the Box J-Hope. How about you, Megan? Um, well, Mike Drop J-Hope, but that's only second to run BTS J-Hope. And here's why. When I was baby army, I watched, I, I was like, oh, this, you know, I like this member. This is my bias, whatever. And then I saw the Mike Drop music video and I was like, hold on. Who is this person? dancing like rent is due like just giving it their all and it it was j-hope and the i don't even know how to word it correctly the absolute energy that he has in that the beginning of that music video knocks me out every single time um not to mention his voice and all of that in run bts when he popped out of those like dancers and like he was like just gonna shoot down the enemies i was like this is something else altogether so those two i mean i knew he could dance and i knew he had all of these things but he just those performances to me really stand out cypher part three as well he just becomes like we talk about jay at at lalapalooza i Hobie rap line is like a whole different genre of Hobie. Um, and I love it because it's just this like 
It's so powerful. Like he's just so not just with his dancing, but like his voice. He does like these really cool things with his voice. Um, I remember I because I was streaming as Baby Army. I was streaming on Spotify and I would listen to the song Home because it's like one of my favorite songs. And for months, and this is embarrassing, but for months I really thought that Sugar was doing this part for months. And then I saw the music video and I was like, oh my God, that is that sound came out of J Hope. What? Oh my God. So that to me, like those three, is something about his voice. He does that. He almost sounds auto-tuned, but he's not. And like, I just don't even know how he does that. It's so impressive to me because people will be like, that's auto-tuned. And I'll be like, mm, it is not. It is not auto-tuned because I've seen him do it like in a dance practice with nothing else happening. So like, so impressive. So yeah, that little rap line, J-Hope, I guess is my favorite. Oh man, I, it's, you know, I love all the different eras he's gone through, but I can't help but choose this, just everything from this past year from Jack in the Box to On the Street, because he he's just going through this process of as, you know, it's, as he said, he's unmasking, he's showing us his true self. And he, with Jack in the Box, he um, basically reintroduced himself to the world um, as in his mature uh form the way he's been wanting to express himself for so long with the messages he's been and stories he's been wanting to tell and with on the street i feel like it's interesting because that he was kind of he was so deferential to j cole his idol in on the street that he didn't show a lot of himself but there was something about I think that in itself, though, was big, the fact that he was um, connecting with his idol and showing that he had the confidence to join his own idol at his side in that rooftop scene, for example, um, that he was recognizing and looking back on his own journey uh, coming up from the from the subterranean right up to the to the rooftop. And the just the lyrics, the loving lyrics, the as always for us was really so him just like going back to that what word would you choose to define him the love it's when you listen to those lyrics it's all about um other people and and just giving and giving and giving out of a place of love and it's really uh yeah so it's it's this current era watching him grow watching him unmask watching him show the parts new parts of himself that he wants to show us um is is it yeah i don't know what else to say <laughs> yeah i can't wait to see what he does next it's gonna be epic i think he'll probably do more collaborations and things like that um but uh we're getting to i'm glad he feels like he can show himself now yeah i uh in the last episode on collaborations i said that you know on the street was basically him his intro to the hip-hop world um because i felt like this was his rsvp like i'm rsvping and i will see you when i get out like when i'm on the other side of my service this is where i'm gonna be um and i think that's really important um because my hope uh, is that the hip hop world really embraces him. You know, it's really fun to see J. Cole fans like really love this song um, and some hip hop fans that just didn't even know who he was really embrace this song. 
and that was really exciting. And, you know, Tanya, I think you're right. Like this, we love all the, we, we love all the versions of J-Hope, you know, from debut to now. Um, but there is something special about this particular J-Hope um, that is ready. He has laid the plans for the next step. And I just really feel like that was his RSVP into hip hop to say, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. I'll be there, you know? Right. There's that yeah. uh, react those reaction videos that so many army have been enjoying lately by Game Boy 310, and he said he called it an initiation, like when J Cole basically accepted J Hope into the fold. Um, and that, and honestly, the only thing that makes me sad about him having to enlist right now, because I know he doesn't want it over his head anymore, and it's time he just has to go anyway legally. But the only thing that makes me sad is that it happened right at that moment where he got that acceptance into the wider hip hop community, at least a, at least a foot in the door of the world hip hop community beyond um, the Asian scene. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know I know he can do it again, but there was so much energy in that moment. And I wish he could have just ridden it a little bit more before he had to go. Yeah, I'm sure he does, too. <laughs> so let's talk for a minute. We know that he that J-Hope is Tanya's bias. And we know that my bias is now June and that Allison's bias is Min Yoongi. But let's talk about J-Hope for a minute and where he falls on your bias line and if he's your bias wrecker. And Allison, let us know. Tell us what's going on. So I think that in my my BTS journey, if you will, that they've all had their moment to sort of try on bias wrecker because like, I'm sorry, like you just listened to J-Hope rap and like I was listening to Proof on my way home from work today and just like the songs that he comes in and like how I know immediately that it's him rapping like I just love the rap line so much and so of course I'm like well maybe J-Hope is my bias record because it's always going to be you is my bias I'm sorry um but so I think that there's been periods where I'm like no he is my bias record because I just love him so much um but Jimin's my bias record like in the rotation of like the different members trying on the bias wrecker role in my heart. Jimin was the one that's like settled in and is like, okay, this is, this is my home. I'm now your bias wrecker. And that seems to fit. But again, ultimately like we're OT seven and I love them so much. So I think that there's always that like moment where you watch a performance where you see them, um, meet their idols and just how they show up for each other where you're like oop that's a bias record moment right there and he has many of those yeah how about you megan i think you're right on the whole like you know oh that's a bias record moment and that whole thing i am an airy sun and a scorpio moon and so I do what I want. And Jimin isn't a universal bias. So like he, to me, never counts. I know I'm OT7. I say that all the time. And you'll know because I, I really am. I talk about all of them equally. And as much as I would like to deny it, J-Hope is actually my bias wrecker. Because like Namjoon's my bias all the time. I top on my throat. Any chance he gets. Sugar will come for my soul every single day of the week. But I am always wrecked by j-hope 
and continually surprised as if it hasn't just happened a time or two before. And I will DM Tanya and be like, what the hell is this? And she's like, I try to tell you. I try to tell you, just don't listen to me ever. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Okay, like Jay at Lollapalooza or his undercut or his folio. I'm like, what? what are we doing? And she's like, I... I don't know what to tell you. I tried to tell you. I've been telling you for months. You just don't listen to me. And I'm like, oh. So as much as I like to say, oh, it's this person that it it really is J.O. Like, it's I don't know why I deny it. I'll I'll still deny it. Someone will be like, oh, Fisher Brothers. I go back. Oh, Jimin. It's that's a lie because I it's J.O. <laughs> Tanya, tell us about being a J.O. bias. Oh, and first of all, you always listen. <laughs> you just, you, it's just a lot. That's all. <laughs> it's all to take in. Oh my gosh. And I think for me, Jimin is my bias record too. And I always am falling in love with one or the other of them. And they just go in rotation. You know, like for a few weeks, it'll be Jin. And then for another few weeks, it'll be, you know, Taehyung or, or any any of them. They all enter into the rotation. But then Jimin is like the one that's always there. So I guess he is like the universal. <laughs> But anyway, oh gosh, I don't know. It's so it's J- being a J Hope bias is like uh, very angsty because <laughs> he, like he just wears his heart on his sleeve, and you know he 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 doesn't hide. He's not good at hiding his emotions. He doesn't have a poker face, you know. And he, uh, you can see when he's in pain. You can see when he's embarrassed. You can see, you know, all those things, and so. Um, I don't know. It's just a very emotional experience. Um, but he's so he is so loving. He's always giving to Army. And I think sometimes it hurts a little bit because I, I don't always see that he always gets all that appreciation back. I mean, I think he does from hardcore army, you know, but there's like some fringe uh stuff that goes on that's kind of against him, which always makes me really sad. But we won't get into that because fan wars are gross and we're too old for that anyway. <laughs> But anyway, he just always giving, I mean, he, every time they're at an awards ceremony or at some kind of celebration that really should just be their time to relax and celebrate, he's always taking a movie for ARMY and posting it to his Instagram, taking pictures of the other members. Like sometimes he won't even post a picture of himself. He'll post a picture of the other members so the ARMY can see their favorite member of BTS. And um, I don't know, he's just a very giving soul and a beautiful soul. And uh, I just uh, am always inspired by him. Um, Lately, he's been really inspiring me to, um, I think we talked about this in a recent episode, so I won't belabor it, but he inspires, has been inspiring me recently to kind of start dreaming about my career again, like what, and and just life in general, but also my work, because he talks about his work so much. Um, what do I want this next phase of my career to look like? What do I want to accomplish? I do have a voice and some role to play and rather than just coasting to the end of my career what can I do with that and so he's really made me think a lot about taking more responsibility for that and and also enjoying it and making something of it and so anyway recently that's just how he's been inspiring me the most and what would you say your parasocial relationship is with him oh it's it has evolved actually you know at the beginning when I first became army which seems like a million years ago and it was like a year and a half maybe uh at the most um it was like oh he's just so pretty and beautiful and talented and oh I love his voice and you know let me check out all the thirst videos and read up on his history and stuff like that and now it's more like (laughs) 
it's like a soul thing. You know what I mean? Like I just, if it's true that you, your bias is the one that you identify with the most like yourself, it's almost like, um, not that I'm saying I'm so amazing like him or anything, but it's like a mirror almost. It's like, a, and maybe this is like the, the more evolved uh, reason or, or need to have an idol is there something reflective about it that makes you inspired and makes you think about your own life and uh, just gives you energy and passion and I think that even though I enjoy you know his beauty and his talent and and all those things so much that it's kind of gone on to a little bit deeper level in that way the inspiration and the energy yeah what I'm what I'm gonna say is J Hope would say you are as amazing as he is. So oh. just keep in mind, okay? Because he would jump in and be like, wait a minute. He is that person that would say yeah. that. Yes. Oh, um so Allison, sweet. do you have a parasocial relationship with J Hope? I think I look to J Hope to be the like here's the news for the you know, like you were saying, Tanya, that he's gonna give us the the videos and the photos and support. So my relationship with J-Hope is just a reminder of how important it is to be that supportive friend and to be like, how can I show up for J-Hope in the same way he shows up for the members? So it's like, how can I appreciate his re like reels and the, the art that he's putting out and hype him up in the way that he hypes the, pe the people around him up? So... One of the things I love about him being the documentarian is getting to see their their world through his eyes a little bit. And uh, I, I actually hope that someday, because he is their sort of unofficial documentarian, that he will do something with that when they're older, you know, like maybe when they're in their 40s or something like that, that he might have a chance to kind of look back and maybe uh, do something with that it would be really fascinating to me and fun. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, my parasocial relationship with him is that he just makes me happy. And watching his videos always bring me such joy. Um, I just I did just post that video of him that I took at PTD. And it wasn't so much as like, oh, look me, I'm at the concert more than it was. I took this a year ago. And a year later, here we are like saying goodbye. And it just really like it came up in all my memories you know over the weekend because literally it's like the weekend that was this time last year that we were doing this and um you know I it sounds so hokey to say but like he really does bring such joy whether he is being a comedian um or he is running away from random bugs flying around you know or he is taking care of the other members watching clips of him on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, even watching run episodes are just so like healing to me that sometimes when I'm having a bad day or like after, you know, whatever's happened, I'm winding down at the end of the night, you know, just putting on something and watching that with him in it is just like restorative almost. It makes me happy. It makes me giddy. I laugh. I'll laugh out loud. And like hearing his laugh is just like next level. I, I really want to turn it into a ringtone because sometimes his laugh is just so much. And I love it because I think not just as, for fans and for ARMY, but I would have to imagine that it's a, like the same feeling that the members have. I'm sure this, the members have like him recorded laughing that they play because how could you not? Like that would be my first thing would be like, oh, he's laughing. Just hit the record button, you know? 
Sometimes um, I'll see those uh, clips, you know, how people will do clip compilations of him laughing, which are always so fun. Um, and sometimes I'll just look at the other members' faces and they all be just, even they can't control it. They just bust out into, they're either slightly embarrassed, but they still can't help smiling or they're just outright smiling. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So let's talk about our favorite J-Hope moment or like what we feel like is the best of J-Hope. Um, Tanya, why don't you go first? Okay, sure. And it's quick because it's something that I kind of uh, alluded to already. Just the way he supports and encourages everyone around him all the time. You know, the the hype messages, you know, the encouragement, the loving messages he sends to the other members on Weavers, the, the funny stickers he puts on things. Um, he's just so effusive and, and uh, caring. And uh, yeah, those are the things. That's that's my favorite thing that's kind of a constant uh, with him. What about you, Allison? I I had one in my head and now I can't remember it. But the one that came to mind most recently is the Megan Thee Stallion dance video with him and Jimin and JK. Um, and how there's that, that video um, that it's like 16 minutes long or something and it's behind the scenes of them doing that dance break and he just looks at Jimin as like danced and in, dance instructor Hobie and Jimin's like okay one more time <laughs> like he knew he knew that J-Hope was not going to let him get away with whatever tiny minor like mistake Jimin made um so I love I love dance instructor J-Hope like that's just priceless this is my prediction is that he's going to end up being a drill instructor like Jin because he mm-hmm. is so precise and such a good teacher and gets into that dance teacher mode I just have a feeling he mm-hmm. might end up doing the same thing those soldiers better be afraid for their lives because his side eye is like you're gonna burn with that side eye that's one of my favorite things about him um, but I did say there are two things that stick out for me so far in this journey um, as ARMY. And one is from the documentary Hope in the Box, um, where he is talking to himself in the mirror in the elevator and just really centering himself and like, who are you? It's me. We can do this. Like, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. And like to see that side of J-Hope was like so impactful to me because sometimes he's packaged, like we've talked about before, just like the sunshine, the happy, the, you know, um, or the dance instructor or whatever. And I just felt like that was such a human moment that it just still, I think about that, like at least twice a week, you know, sometimes every day, because sometimes I have to center myself and I think, okay, what do you say? (laughs) Like, what? look in the mirror, you know? Um, And then the other thing is that, there are a couple times in the journey of being army as you're going through it and you watch old clips and you see old things. And one that stuck out, sticks out to me all the time is there is a clip of him sitting next to Jimin and Jimin is, has made eye contact with someone in the audience and they want a picture of J-Hope. So Jimin moves his chair and he like points like, go ahead, you can take the picture without me. And Hobie is so surprised that someone wants a picture of him. Like the look on his face, like he is overjoyed and he is, but he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, Jimin basically like pantomimes, they want a picture of you. And he's like, of me, like me. And so to me, that was just like, oh my gosh, like you have no idea. And that parlays into his Lollapalooza performance 
when he is singing and the crowd takes over the lyrics and the look on his face is everything to me. I still cry about that because that was such a big, that was such a big moment for him. That was such a big moment, not just for like BTS, but like K-pop in general, headlining a stage like that. And like, in the documentary, we see he doesn't know what he's going to get, right? He's like, well, maybe some people will show up. And then to see the army bombs and the sea of people and the cheering, and then they take over the lyrics, it's just the surprise on his face. I love that he still in that moment thought he wasn't there yet, right? Like he just wasn't at that level yet. And he, as we all knew, was and is. But like, I just love that for him so much. That's a perfect example. I think he finally is starting to get it now <laughs> after that. That really was, that was his moment since debut. I think that's been his biggest moment uh, other than his original debut. Amazing. Okay. So let's talk about Mong. And how did you feel when Mong took off his mask? Who wants to talk about it first? I'll go. So I... I sit like, you know, most people sit all day at work. And so I do a lot of like stretching in between, um, like when I can at work. And so the day that they revealed Monk's like taking off his mask, I was doing a heart opener. So I had like my yoga mat rolled up under my shoulder blades and was just trying to like open my chest because it was, I sit hunched over a notebook all day. And I just started sobbing, thinking about like him taking his mask off and just like debut Hobie when they put him in those masks. And then I was like, and now he's going into the military. Like it was like you talked about this in the collab episode, but this has been a hard one. Like Jin was hard because he was the first, but watching J-Hope go in has been hard but getting to see mong take his mask off and like sit and have coffee with rj like it was too much like i was sobbing <laughs> in my office i was like well thank goodness for white noise machines and a closed door so <laughs> how about you tanya how did you feel Wow. It was, yeah, it was emotional. I think a lot of people received it very deeply and emotionally, which I, I think is what he would have wanted and intended uh, for anybody that's interested. You know, it just is so on track with what he's doing right now. You know, it's his little alter ego. <laughs> uh, and the the fact, it, it symbolizes to me that he feels safe enough to show his, his uh, self to us to the extent that he wants to, that he, I don't know, it, it really is a stand-in in some ways for all this. Um, yeah, just that he feels safe enough that there was, there's like a, a real joy in Mong taking the mask off. You know, that, that moment in the little video with RJ where he takes the deep breath, like, I, oh, I can really breathe. I can breathe freely now. I can be myself. And um, RJ just immediately accepts Mong and is there by his side and yeah it's it was <laughs> i mean it's it's supposed to just be a cute cartoon and some plushy toys that they're going to put up for sale but it's so much more than that why is bts like this god why are they like this i was just gonna say like the day i found out 
that Mong was wearing a mask, mm-hmm. I was wrecked. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, this is a cartoon, Megan. Like, <laughs> why are you so upset? But when you realize it's a cartoon character or like an avatar that they created yeah. of themselves, why does he have to wear one? Like, why is he? Mm. I had so many questions. So for me, the reveal felt so weighted in like emotional because like Tanya said, when you realize that like this is the he's breathing, you know, taking this deep breath and this weight is off his shoulders and, um, you know, that whole thing, it is a emotional and the fact that like you know some of the reasoning is rumored that the reason why they masked j-hope in the beginning was because he didn't fit the beauty standard which is like have you seen him like right with his insanely know. handsome gorgeous <laughs> like who, who put this up to a vote um because like obviously we could do a powerpoint on like why that's wrong mm-hmm. um but just that like i feel like for both of them kind of like what you both said is like he's finally free and just like you know, facing the world as themselves and not an alter ego or not a persona. And like, we're kind of getting that with Sugar and Augustine right now. They've just had like these big periods of growth. Um, and the thing that I find really interesting and it kind of like, I mean, it like, I was the same as like Tanya or not Tanya, sorry, Allison. Like I was like, <gasps> like <laughs> watching the little cartoon, RJ immediately knew who that was without the mask. And it makes me think that maybe Mong revealed himself to the group in his times of like comfort, like in the times that he felt the safest. And so that whole thing is just so weighted. Like I don't, it's a cartoon. Right. You know what I mean? It's not just a cartoon and a plushie. I know. It's it's not. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know, when I think too about, BTS and I think about BT21 and their characters you know BT21 is really the pool for the little like little ones like little army when I say baby army I mean like actual children mm-hmm. and I you know on TikTok I see a lot of kids that do gravitate towards BT21 they love the characters and love the characters for so many reasons and I can't imagine having a small I have children but a smaller child at an age where they are seeing Mong take off their mask and the lesson there for those younger army that, you know, even teenage army, even probably some college age army, mm-hmm. even army my age, anytime yeah. you can remove your mask and like be your true self is huge. And so Mong is adorable, like mm-hmm. cutest little thing I've ever seen. Yeah, but at the same know. time, oh my gosh, it was just so weighted. And I had to remind myself like, Mang is not a real person. <laughs> he right. is a persona, <laughs> not a real person. <laughs> so I loved in the reveal video when um, Hobie was shaking Mong and making the ears flap and he was just so having so much fun. He was so happy and joyous. He really loves the character. I think they all really love their characters, maybe to varying degrees. Um, some may be more invested than others, but they really did put a lot of uh, care into creating them. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk J-Hopes and his songs. Um, what currently is your favorite j-hope song because i know it's a cycle we go through cycles of what what's in our the top of our playlist so right now currently what's your favorite song by j-hope hope world i get that one comes up more often than others on my playlist and i just love it like it came up this morning and i was so excited it's such a joyous song it really is 
I mean, it actually has a lot of dark stuff in it too, but uh, the sound is just so big and exciting. Oh my gosh. My right now for me, it's safety zone from Jack in the box. Uh, especially given, I don't know if it's, this is why, but just, you know, like you said, it's a cycle and whatever hits you at that moment, but especially with him going um, into this new vulnerable place with his enlistment, um, I'm sure he must be uh, needing his safety zone and he might not be able to get it all the time. That made me kind of think about that a little bit, but it's such, it's such a beautiful song about needing your own refuge and not always being able to get it. I love that. And I do love that song. Um, but my favorite is Daydream and it just makes me happy. And I think it holds a special place in my heart because I actually found it when I was baby army and playing like some random, like this is BTS playlist on Spotify. Cause I didn't know any better. <laughs> um, not that that's a bad thing, but there are wonderful, wonderful fan made playlists out there. And I always love supporting and following those, um, you know, playlists, but I just loved it. It, it was like sandwiched between some songs that like were like went from like ballad to like a little bit harder to it and then that was just like right in the middle and I was like oh I love this and I was like oh it's just J-Hope like okay cool like I love it so that one that one always sticks out for me so as we bring tonight to a close and I have to say I'm very proud of us so we did not sob on this playlist I really I mean playlist on this podcast I really thought that we were going to because I did have a really hard time with this enlistment. Um, but I think I did all that before and then was like, you have to be, you know, <laughs> you have to be stable when you when you go tonight. Um, so do we have any closing thoughts as we are entering this next chapter? Um, we know now that more, you know, other members are going to slowly start going through this process. So do we have any closing thoughts on J-Hope or the process in general? It was so healing to see them together today when he went in, like where I woke up this morning because I didn't stay up and watch the the live footage. Um, and I woke up and I saw the picture of the seven of them with him in the middle. And now I'm going to cry. Thanks, Megan. You jinxed it. We almost got through the episode with no tears. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but to, just to see them together was both healing and heartbreaking at the same time. Um, and I, it's like, yes, we still have to do this five more times but he has been the hardest. And I think that he will be because I just, I feel like now it's like, oh, we know the routine. Like we're used to this. We can sort of prepare for it. Um, and I, I think I said this at the top of the episode, but I didn't realize that he was the heart for me. And so to watch like my heart leave and like, I won't get to see my heart for two years is really hard. So I'm going to lean into some coping strategies for the next yeah I've got some projects in my house I want to get done and I'm gonna like just you know maybe be inspired by J-Hope and create some art and you know just do something for me while coping with them leaving slowly I you know I agree like I didn't expect that this would be an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, I thought I took Jin pretty well. Like 
I think with Jen, it was more of like, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what it was going to look like. And then as we've gone along, you know, he's dropped some videos once a month. There was still some content that was coming out. We do know that he gets um, to, you know, go on leave. He gets days off where he gets to like reunite with members and family and stuff like that. So that was more of a learning process. And this was just more of a lesson in acceptance that this was going to happen six more times. Um, That being said, you know, you're right, Allison, the heart, I feel like J-Hope sometimes is just the heart, you know, and that's not to take anything else away from the members, but the interactions, the glue, the, like the whole thing, I just feel like sometimes it's very J-Hope centered. I will miss the Instagram. How will I know what's going on at Louis Vuitton? Okay. How will I know what the best thing to eat is or what, alcohol he's like how will I know I'm not going to know those things and that's going to be rough but in all seriousness like I just feel like um I think Allison's right this one was going to be the hardest because now it's like the acceptance of this is going to happen now five more times and I don't know I I don't know why I lean into worrying about J-Hope more um maybe because of how the whole Lollapalooza thing played out and how he was a little distraught and a little nervous. But like I said, in the beginning, watching him these last few weeks, he has come to the acceptance part of this and the growth and maturity and the grace that he showed. I'm no longer worried about him. And I'm more excited about the shoulders I'm going to get in that uniform at this point. So yeah, I took it there. Sorry. That's who I am tonight. Not sorry. Uh, not sorry. <laughs> his glow up is gonna be phenomenal. Unreal. Unreal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tanya, bring us home. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I just I agree with both of you so much, and you put it so beautifully about how he is the beating heart, and also how recently I, I was so worried about him, but he has found new strength from especially from Lollapalooza and even just recently um you know he making his mark on the hip-hop world and being accepted by his own idol and just coming to grips with uh, this big change in his life and he's just keeps finding more wells of strength and just looking in his eyes in those pictures I really think he's going to be all right and so I'm actually less worried I mean I know he's going to go through hardships and I hope you know, any, you know, you can't control everything that happens to him, but, um, and I just hope he'll be safe and won't have any accidents or illnesses, but, um, but in terms of his himself and, and being able to be centered, he's definitely dig, digging a deep well of strength. Uh, and I think it's so beautiful to watch him finding that in himself. Uh, it's really, really amazing. So, uh, yeah, and just for me, just, uh, like, you know, I think I'm going to, still be on a roller coaster for a while, like all like all of us with all of these enlistments. You know, there's going to be days where I feel hopeful about it and I'm just excited about their comeback. And then there's going to be days where I just miss them so bad. And, <laughs> you know, just it's going to be hard on all of us. Yeah, especially like you said, with five more coming. <laughs> I do. I will make you a promise, though. I will okay. use his wow meme picture <laughs> strategically <laughs> placed on things for you. I love it. <laughs> you laugh. That's so hysterical. I did that today. Uh, I saw that. <laughs> so funny. Oh gosh. I love it. Okay. Well, just before we leave, we love mm-hmm. J-Hope. Yay. This was a hard period for us, but we are going to be like J-Hope and we're going to yes. do this grace and we're going to look to the future. Mm-hmm. And the future is Augusty. 
on yes. Friday, Thursday night, Friday for some of us. And I just want to let you ladies know that we need to clear our schedules for like four hours to talk about D-Day. So get oh, yeah. ready. Oh yeah, I'm ready. And man. I'm just kidding, but like, I'm kind of not. I'm yeah, kidding. No, like, no, I'm this is, kidding. this is gonna, this is a big one and it's going to take a lot of analysis <laughs> and emotional emotional stability which we don't have in large abundance <laughs> oh my gosh it's gonna be really crazy oh but you're right what would j-hope do i think that's gonna have to be my motto for the next 18 months what would j-hope do he would he would do something new he would find more strength in himself he would have he would challenge himself he would do something uh to grow and take on some new project so all those things and you know what else he would do? What? Stream new yes. music. He would stream D-Day. Like, it's yes, going out would. of style. <laughs> That's what he wants us to do. Let's do it. They All want right. us to stream. Well, what do we say? We say, Borahe. Borahe. <laughs> Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.